everyone, and we're live. You're tuning in to The Cosmic Children Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have an interesting individual in the studio with me. I got to know of this individual through, I believe, a mutual friend of ours. So it's the rapper in the green spandex. So I met him at a really unconventional place on the MRT without his green spandex. And he was telling me about your work. He was telling me about this rapper called Sweet Mary Sue and how I had to check him out. So I checked it out and I found your work to be fascinating. Thank you. So for those who might not have heard about you or might not know what you do, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is uh, Mary Sue. My IG handle is Sweet Mary Sue, but a lot of people refer to me as that. Um, Well, uh, I make hip hop uh, definitely more introspective. less mainstream more abstract sounding hip-hop yeah gotcha i think that's it and that begs the question um what is hip-hop to you Mm. how would you define it well (laughs) that's a big question so uh hip-hop i don't know i don't think i can be the one who defines what hip-hop is i think like hip-hop is so ever expanding like it changes every um few decades i mean every year actually now yeah and um i don't know maybe like hip-hop is just culture that came from that side of the world that that community of people and i think like regardless wherever you make it or however you make it it's um always got to go back to the roots there yeah i think that's hip-hop culture as is yeah so hip-hop is culture to you yeah hip-hop is culture yeah gotcha do you remember what are your earliest inceptions of hip-hop? Like, was it a piece of music? Was it a particular rapper? Yeah. I think, I think my, my first introduction, like, to hip-hop is probably, like, as most kids from outside of the US or maybe my age range, Eminem, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, yeah, just some of his mainstream stuff, you know. You know, like, uh, like love the way you lie or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. embarrassing to say now, but I mean, like, yeah, it's just like easy listening music and it's always on the radio. And it's like, damn, this guy can really rap rap. He's yep. saying so many words in so many seconds. <laughs> wow. Mm. I guess that was the first introduction of hip hop, yeah. Did you have any idea what rap is when, when you heard that? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, from, I mean, like, yeah, rap is a pretty common thing i'm i'm pretty sure like i knew what rap was but i guess i I wasn't really super into it and yeah i think i, w- I was even super into it then it's just like i don't know you memorize lyrics to so you can flex on your friends you're like okay yeah i can rap like eminem you know yeah <laughs> yeah but no nah, not i wasn't super into it i think i was like more into like <laughs> like pop punk bands or something gotcha <laughs> yeah like a angsty teen i am yeah yeah so if you were to trace the lineage, how do you go from pop punk back to rap and hip hop? Uh, I think I wasn't really into like into into music mm. until I found like until I started lis- listening to rap. Like that's what really got me into music. Like actually, that's hip hop. I think it's like the the record that really got me in was like I think it was like the college dropout Kanye West when I was going back to that and. Um, and then when when I heard uh, Jay Dilla, Donuts, and that's the one that like just like 
the rabbit hole and everything goes down then like mf doom and you know it just gets deeper and deeper and then when you hear like uh when i first heard earl like um i don't like shit and i was like whoa damn like it's like it, it really could be really relatable and yeah i think it's like rap is like hip-hop is like music straight from just the most straightforward i don't know if that's the right way to say it, the most straightforward music emotionally like because it's it's really just talking and to the music and with like a beat in the back or whatever yeah. it is in the back yeah so you mentioned uh kanye west mm-hmm. jay dilla and mf doom um i'm curious to know if are there similarities between the three of them what was it about these three artists and the works that you listen to what stood out to you back then uh i think i think it really got goes i have this ear for samples it's just mm. that's my whole thing like that's why you know like um like just the sound of sampling i love that i love i love the use of <laughs> the use of something that has already existed and just changing it into something else and 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 it's not a disrespectful way it's like in a way of paying homage to what was in the past what would have been lost some samples nobody would even hear listen to them now but they're kept alive by these songs and it's just like it's just a, such a beautiful art form sound manipulation i think that's what really interests me and in, about that yeah is sampling a very prominent uh feature of hip hop music i think sampling is like the core of it right it's like uh that's how it all started sampling cuz they couldn't i don't know if i get it right i'm not a big head like hip hop head like i think like they couldn't afford like live instrumentation so chopping and slicing and dicing uh, all these uh, sound soul samples and just like yeah just to get that that's that soulful sound yeah it's it's beautiful yeah how so so i'm curious to know how how does one pay homage when using a sample what what is the line drawn between a direct copy and paying homage to it because one could imagine that the lines to be pretty blur between between the two yeah oh yeah that's a tough question cuz like um yeah it's very it's very blurred and i i don't think i have the answers for it it's like don't just listen to the song for the sample i don't know if that makes sense like mm, what does that mean though <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i know people be like digging on like a uh, song digging on like those sample channels you know yep and i do that too but i mean like i don't know i i i don't think i can answer this now and I, it's a question i i i think i got to answer myself so but i have no idea like i feel like um people like I don't know, there's different ways to approach it. I think mm-hmm. um there's people like alchemists who like just leave it as it is, you know. He just finds a loop and just bam. Yep. You know, if that's a beautiful loop, let's go. That's all you need. Yep. And you got people like uh got people like Jay Dilla who chops into like milliseconds of things and just put it together. Even like people like uh over here like Fox. Yep. Like you see him ch- chop, he has no care. He's like I I think he he likes to say that music is just uh zeros and ones like so mm. 
like a computer code. Yeah, it's computer code. So it's like, I don't know. There's different ways to approach it. I haven't found, I, I don't want to think about it too much. I think my, <laughs> I already overthink too much. <laughs> I, I might stop making music if I go oh, think to that side. Yeah. Like, so like, I'm going to just do it. <laughs> just see what, so I don't know. Gotcha. Mm. So, yeah. Could you speak to the early inception of Mary Suda? What was that uh, journey like? I think, um, I'm, before we go into get, yeah. would you consider yourself a rapper? Like, is is that oh. like a like a like some something you would introduce yourself as, or is there something else that you would introduce yourself as? I, I would like to, I would like to be a rapper. Okay, I, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I have a weird relationship with that. I think I never really had the confidence to even say I'm a rapper because, you know, I can spit super fast or like, yep, I don't have crazy rhyme schemes. I'm really some of my bars are really simple. Mm. Um, but um, I feel like I do want to consider a rapper. Uh, I'm a rapper and then a hip hop artist or yep. sound artist. Sound artist. That would be nice. Okay. <laughs> sound artist. I don't, I, maybe I'm looking too far ahead. But I think, yeah, rapper maybe. <laughs> okay. So what were the early inceptions of, of Mary Sue then? Um... Uh, I I always made beats like um, early, like I think when I was in school last few years, but I never rapped on them because I, I hated my voice. Mm. Um, but then uh, it really came out of necessity because I really need to express some stuff I have like pent up inside and I'm a very overthinking, emotional person. So Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so um yeah i get my feelings a lot so uh, yeah it's a good like uh release of i think i i started doing it when i was in army i started writing and i was a security trooper you know whatever. fantastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you got a lot of time it, like standing there doing mm. nothing and i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but i was writing while doing stand doing duty so yeah yeah, SAF, don't fuck me up. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but yeah, so it's like, yeah, it came out. It still comes out of necessity. That's why I release so often, and that's why I have probably like ten EPs locked up, deleted. I make stuff and then delete them. Mm. It's a, it's just, it's a diary for me. I just keep writing. I I make a beat and I write immediately. I never wait. You know, it's just always now. Like, yep. yeah, that's. And then, um, yeah, I just felt like releasing it one day, like out of like the 15 tapes I made. And I was like, you know what? Let me just drop one. Yep. And yeah, and just some people's like it. Like mm. uh, it's the realization that even though it's a very self-indulgent type of rap where you're just really making whatever you want and ho however you wanted it sound, it actually really affects when you realize that people really enjoy it and that kind of music helps them heal because it's so much more introspective. They re they relate to it too. And yeah, that just, that helped me. That made me want to continue. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it basically. I think, yeah. What's the response that you got from the music that you eventually released? Was it surprising to you? I mean, like, it was, it's not that crazy. Like even now it's not that crazy. I'm, I don't think like many people here even know me, mm. but um, I'm very lucky to have people overseas from like scenes around 
to have like found and liked my music and became like friends and collaborators. It's cause um but it was it was definitely surprising at first until you realize that everybody who's making this type of music really is making it for the same reason. Like they're all out here really just in their feelings <laughs> and mm-hmm. just trying to find an outlet and this that mutual ground is like it's more of it's not really um a community it's just friends mm. a worldwide friend group yeah. yeah yeah so i find the medium of music to be fascinating because it is not just one part it is actually something made out of various different parts so has have you always used the medium of music as a form of expression has it always been constant uh, throughout? Ooh, I mean, like, I do photography and stuff. Uh, I do, like, yeah. And music came pretty late. Mm. No lie. And my, my parents always see me do random stuff. You're like, <laughs> you're always switching your mind. Now yeah. it's music. Now it's that. They think I'm going to, I mean, they just found out I started making music. So, I'm, <laughs> so yeah. like, they're like, you're going to stop this in like two years for sure. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like. So you, have to, so you have something to prove then. <laughs> Yeah, I had to stick to that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I found music the most direct. I feel like visual is not the most direct to mm. express a thought. Yep. Um, you can express an emotion easier through sound and music. Because music comes with like... There's a way, like even the song title itself is just one whole package, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I feel like with the, with sound, with sonics and texture of like your voice, the sample, the that's the most, it's the clearest form of what I'm trying to express and right now, I guess. Yep. And it's the easiest, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is there a particular aspect of the medium that fascinates you? Like you said sonics because sonics could be or oh, the bass line yeah. or it could be the lead guitar or it could be the beats could be the samples and when you go to like the the voice it could be, it could be the cadence the rhythm yeah. yeah is there a particular element that fascinates you more than the other right now uh about hip-hop or just like music in general music in general uh for me i think it's that that's that 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 feeling it's like uh it's when you hear something i think everybody connects with that thing differently but uh that 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 part that when you hear something and your heart kind of oof, like lifts up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you, know, you know the way it lifts up, like um, I don't know. Like it's like it's that emotional height. It comes like one second. That one like is that, it satisfaction? No, it's like it's not satisfaction. It's like that connect like immediately connects. Like you feel everything at that one that that one note or something. Yep. Or one. One just this small part of the song. That's 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 how I sample when I hear that part. But I mean, like, like you know, when you're in a subsonic eye set and then you're just like shit pumps, and like oof, like oh my god, yep. shit shit does bump. Like yep. that 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 moment, I feel like sometimes those vocal or like it comes in randomly. Like it could come in drums. It could come in this the way this guy voice crack or something. Yep. Yeah, and it's like just that oof, that oof moment. I think is the best way to say. It. I love that oof moment. That's all I search for. 
would you say that it's indescribable and it can't really be uh, expressed properly through words? Or, yeah, yeah, I think it's like, because it's different for everybody. Everybody yeah. has a different oof moment. Like, yeah. for me, it's like whenever that soul sample or when it's an R&B sample and then the guy comes in with the ad-libs, you know, with like going cor- like way too intricate with the vocal lines. Mm. When you hit that like really high note, like ooh, like that one second, it's like, I, w- I would replay that one second. Yep. Yeah, but I think some for somebody else it could be like, oh, this guitar solo, this one-pointed guitar solo. Yeah. That oof moment is just, I think it's just what every musician looks for. If I'm not, maybe, or maybe I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Has has this particular framework always guided how you've created your music, at least for the past year or two? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm always trying to find like when I sample is always find the oof moment, <laughs> then make repeat that oof moment nineteen times. Like, <laughs> loop, you know, nineteen or twenty. <laughs> more than more than more, that. like maybe like uh for like a whole a whole minute. Like yep, no. Yep. But and maybe that's why my songs are so short. It's like one minute. Like I only want the oof moments. Like I don't yep. want any. Uh, I don't want any lead up. Only oofs. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I think it did. Like I, I always search for the oof moment. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm curious to know. Um, through all this time, would you say that you have been creating for yourself, or have you been creating for other people? I'm definitely creating for myself. Like if I was creating for other people. I'll be doing some other music because mm. it's not that this music is not that marketable or well easily accessible. Mm-hmm. I think I think you need to take time to actually want to listen to it because yeah, it's it doesn't have the conventions of a lot of like um, popular music or good sounding music like some some parts are not that nice you know yep um and yeah i i don't think i'm making it for anybody except for myself Mm. um yeah yeah i think that's it so it'll probably sound different if you tried making it for other people if i mm, yeah i mean i i've i've done beats for other people and stuff but it's always just beats that are left over from what I've done you know it's like stuff that I don't want but it still came from me yep I would never make something I, I could never make something that was uh, generally for people like I think it would be terrible yeah would- yeah so I'm curious to know Um, do you have a definition of what good music is is there are there certain things you look out for when you listen to like say a new piece of music yeah. that you've never heard before what what are you looking for what are you hearing yeah mm good music like like good music like my opinion of good music or just like no, what entirely you think is your good music opinion. okay yeah. like okay because I think okay good music I think there's good music and music that I like is that the same thing or I no. believe it sounds like it's two different things so okay. please, <laughs> yeah. please define it yeah because like I think I honestly think a lot of my the music that I love is not good <laughs> Okay. It's not actually technically good. Mm. Like I don't know. Do you what, have an example? Mm, damn, I don't want to insult that guy. <laughs> though. Like, Tell me after the recording. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean like sometimes like 
if you look at my my little like small pocket of music uh what is it's just a loop of a sample and it's just some guy muttering over it for one minute mm. but that's so good mm-hmm. i think that's one song okay i'm not it's not bad but it's uh it's, it's not that it's not good but i don't think it's like generally it can't be defined as something that's I feel like good music has to be like I, I think of when I think of good music I think of like okay fine like um Kanye West you know it's like nice beats clean mm-hmm. good raps and yep. stuff like that yep. or like um, I don't know yeah Jay Dilla they are intricate you know yep I think there's this song like I think it's my favorite song of all time and it's just it's it's by Cities of Eve I don't know if you know have have you heard of him but this is um abstract rap rapper hip hop artist sound artist actually and then he he just it's just this loop it's so bare loop like it's legit just cut from the song like that just boom four bars four bars and he's it's just in auto tune and he's muttering like you can't even understand what he's saying yep. <laughs> I, I swear I cried to that song so many times and I don't even know what he's saying but um, I, I can't consider that good like I feel like the amount of effort okay I, but um it has that ooh feeling it has that ooh feeling and yeah that's what i love about it doesn't take no it's like <laughs> um it takes more from the heart and soul than from the brain oh that's interesting and i'm trying to that's what i want to do also like take less make music less from the brain and more from just feeling let's just even with writing i know rap especially rap is such a such a uh methodical thing you think about a rhyme scheme you think mm-hmm. about how i sound you want to sound cool yep you want to sound deep you want to sound wise and i think that i even in my old in my, in my stuff like i have out now is like okay i still want to sound like okay yeah i'm talking about this thing but i want to show that i can deal with it i'm dealing with writing mm-hmm and I'm dealing with it in a smart way. Like I can put nice little metaphors together, but that kind of is like a filter from the first, that pure emotion. Mm. Sometimes I feel like you just get on the mic without writing. That's, that's, that's why I'm kind of thinking right now, like guess get that filter of the brain away and just pure heart. Yep. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's <laughs> so it's pure heart and pure emotion because you mentioned before it's like a way your music is for you to express, right? Yeah. And let's say if you're putting all these technicalities in front, of it, it's kind of like a filter. You are obstructing the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I just want to capture emotion. <laughs> yeah. We just. Yeah. Just. And it doesn't have to be because emotion is not sometimes like human emotion is not pretty. Like mm. it's petty and gross. Yep. And the most pure form of it might not be good it might not make good might be kind of off-putting yep and bare yeah so like i wouldn't say it's good but it's it's beautiful i don't know <laughs> no not beautiful no it's it's just pure i don't know like, i feel like purity is more what i'm interested in than good now i don't yeah yeah so mm. on a similar tangent to that when i think of purity i think of authenticity yeah so i'm curious to know what does authenticity mean to you in the context of your music um authenticity is like just just being real everything you say like you gotta mean it you know 
Like I can write, I can write good if I really wanted to. Like if I really wanted to go ham with all the rhyme schemes and all that. Yep. Um, but sometimes, like, just be you. Like, don't worry about it sounding good. Okay, now we're going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's like. And I feel like people fall into, and me, me too, when I write, we fall into, uh, what's that word? Just patterns of what you have heard before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, just throw it away and don't care about if this sounds like something you heard. Just write like a diary. That's authenticity make music like a diary don't don't care like oh sh- don't compare it with something you heard before it, if even if it does sound the same but you don't compare it that's just not na- you naturally making it in a way similar but just don't have that thought that it has to sound like this don't come in with the mindset that i want it to sound like something and i think that's where authenticity comes from i think yeah is it uh, always that simple for you because <laughs> It yeah. sounds like you have to ignore or even put down certain voices in your head that say, oh, this sounds like that. Maybe I won't use it. And yeah. is it always that simple? <laughs> I People like to people like to say I sound like Earl Sweatshirt or write like Earl Sweatshirt. I really don't think so, but I guess that kind of bugs me sometimes when I'm writing. It's like, oh, am I sounding... Do I use too much of the sim- similar metaphors? I know he likes to use mud too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, am I... No, but it's like... That whole point of thinking is just also just too much. I I feel like those at that at that point scrap the track, you know, like fuck it, like um all you gotta do is get to that point where you, you can't even think when you make, you know. I don't know, like sometimes like I'm I, I get to that 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 state of mind where I'm making shit uh like off. I don't even I really don't think I'm really like half asleep making mm. and then just writing whatever i want to write and then just yep. it comes out yep i think um it's like my last release on soundcloud was this like tape um i made that in three hours it was like 10 a 10 minute long ep and it was just like i don't know it was a build-up of lost shit that happened and then uh i don't know it just like that i didn't think and i i i, I didn't write anything down for that track and mm-hmm. i listened back to it and it's like yeah, that's that's the most pure I ever wrote, and some of the lines don't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just me repeating a lot of stuff over and again. But yeah, yeah, I think it just comes from insecurity and just letting go of that. Stop comparing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've been <laughs> I've been I've been circling around. I'm a terrible talker. Yeah, okay, sorry. It sounds as though the the process of creating and when you're in that state, it's almost meditative. Yeah, or just get really drunk. <laughs> Yeah, that works too. Yeah, that does work, honestly. Yeah. So with regards to what you mentioned about creating uh, that EP in three hours, is this something that you can recreate? Do you even want to recreate that? Like, no. Do you have to get to that particular stage where you're just creating and you're free of, I guess, inhibitions and stuff like that? It's like that for that one specifically, it's just like a overwhelming amount of anxiety and Mm -hmm. just stress like not even stress just like sadness i don't Mm -hmm. know random i don't even know where it comes from but when you're in that state it's like you're really creating to survive you know Mm -hmm. like to 
too too like it's almost suffocating until you get yep. it out and it's like yep you put every pour thing out and it's like mm, yeah we leave that you know because yep. did it feel good after it did feel weird. weird i was about to delete it like three hours mm. later until like some random dude uh messaged me like yo now this is how i know my music when my music hits yep uh this random dude just messaged me are you okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i know i've hit that oof moment you know like there's a lot must be a lot of oofs dude, dude said are you okay and i'm like yeah actually i'm okay now i i <laughs> yep. i do I, I do like okay this is gonna sound fair i uh, uh getting appreciation for your work yep is a nice little drug mm. sometimes for your for your ego and it's a nice uh it doesn't last long but like it's a nice little shot so like yeah um yeah and i'm and people can relate to it and that's mm -hmm. that's what made me feel good like revisiting the emotion not really but knowing that people relate to it and i hit that um artistic uh goal then yep. that that's make me feel a little bit better yeah did you have a goal going into the creation of it no i just i wasn't even thinking about posting it i was just gonna make it but i was like fuck just drop it yep. i don't care yep because <laughs> i'm at a stage where nobody really cares so i can actually drop anything and delete it the next day mm. which is the best freedom i think people who have like big labels and all that they don't have that freedom mm -hmm. yeah so like i can do whatever i want <laughs> yep i can release like 30 minute song if I wanted to or you can release one track a day I mean it's yeah, up to you exactly. entirely so yeah. like yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I like about yeah, that. yeah so I'm curious to know could you speak to that track that you just dropped or the EP like yeah. what was it about why was it so intense <sighs> why did it have people asking are you okay <laughs> I have a lot of albums that people ask are you okay so yeah. like uh, yeah. I think that one was okay it was uh, a follow-up to this tape that i did like early on like last year yeah. which i also made in one night yep. it was called um, i'm sensing a pattern here i have yeah, you go off on the bender for one night and you create yeah something, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like uh but that one I, I i did it in one night and i worked on it on for a month with uh fox yeah with uh during this like program but it was a similar emotion it was like a build-up of a lot of things and I was in like I, I go through these um a lot of swings in my mood. Yep. And sometimes when I go to that downswing, I have a lot of and just that time was just like extra shit and just like one small thing that doesn't really matter. Yep. But just that one added thing just like fucking killed me. Like I don't know why. But <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I'm yep. And like I don't have much friends, I am not gonna lie. So <laughs> I yeah, the the samples are kind of the music is just all, all I got to like talk about that type of shit and um I was just I don't know what I was thinking about but I was like it was really I, I was I was a little bit tipsy I ain't gonna lie um yeah. but and I never I didn't even look for samples it was just whatever I found lying around my desktop just whatever that was there and it just came together in this 10 minute thing and I think um I think the first line I said was, uh, I think, and I, I didn't even know it affected me that much until I said it and I listened back. It was like, um, cause my, my, my grandma has a uh, dementia and then, uh, has an early uh, dementia and, uh, and like he, she, like she forgot my name for the first time. And I think, 
I didn't I didn't know how much that affected me till I I said it because I was speaking out of mm. uh, conscious and yeah I'm just yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah that tape is just build up of thoughts and just things that happen that I knew was gonna happen but uh I didn't want to like it's just yeah yeah so, like something like that yeah. you didn't want to like I didn't like you knew that I already knew my grandma is gonna has dementia mm. so like but and I already knew that that day was gonna come mm. but I didn't want it to happen like I didn't want that day and then when it finally came mm. and then um also just other shit like more private shit you know yeah. like stuff like that yep like I knew whatever was gonna happen was gonna happen but I mean like yep. I, I just wanted to stay in that space before whatever happened that the moment in that time uncertainty yeah. you know yep. it, it's uncomfortable but it's still better than it happening until yep. you actually fully go through it and then like okay thank god it happened and then I can you know re-center myself now you know instead of always being hanging on the side yeah <laughs> I don't know I'm rambling now <laughs> thank you for sharing it sounds yeah. like when you could you got the diagnosis like you mentioned it it's inevitable that it will happen yeah but do you feel like a sense of like things can move forward right now uh i don't know like that one's just complicated i mean that's put just a pin on that yeah yeah that's just one aspect of it yep uh, other stuff happened during that few months and yep. just me overthinking also so yeah yep yeah <laughs> do you think it's something that let's say a couple years down the road when you listen to it again it will kind of transport you back to where you are right now and you're listening to what you said on the tape. It's mm. kind of like a, a monologue in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I listen to my old songs, it's like immediately, like I remember exactly how it feels and where I was. And because um, I record so fast, like I really, once I make a beat, it's immediate. Some people sit with it. I never mm. sit with it. I immediately mm. write. And the first verse that comes out, I put it on. I don't edit it. Even when I, two, three days later, I listen back, it's like, mm, if I said this line, my head harder, I never change it. I just leave it there. Is that unconventional? That you, it's, it's so uh, prompt and so hasty and so fast? Uh, I think so. People, I think most hip hop people spend time with it. I think if, if you ask, even if you ask Sean, mm. uh, a B-Gord, I'm, I'm pretty sure he takes a while to write and it's, it's good because like, it makes it the best thing it could possibly be. But like I said, I'm not really looking for the best. I'm looking for the most immediate response Oh, wait. and the most uh, true response and I feel like that's immediate that's like right there that's the first verse always yeah so I have a curious question how do you know when a song is done then what's stopping you from just iterating iterating how, how do you know when a song is done and you move on to the next one uh, because my song structure is easy I have no song structure I can, <laughs> I can barely call them songs it's just a verse with a I don't have I don't have multiple verses. I have one verse. I never have. A, I barely have a hook. Like I don't remember last time I have a hook. Yep. It's just sound and words. So mm. once I have nothing else to say, then it's done. It's like an audio <laughs> diary, basically. Yeah. Like it's 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 the my music is easy to make. Really, like if you can really tap in, and you really know how you want to say. I think everybody can do it, and everybody yep. sh maybe should do it. I think yep. it's nice. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe not everybody should do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because 
sounds like you have to go to dark places yeah too, after a while you, you yeah. kind of you, you, you kind of wonder like shit am I just here so I can make another band of EP or something <laughs> <laughs> you know no no but um yeah no yeah <laughs> I don't know mm, but yeah I think it's look I, wait I forgot a question uh what was the question <laughs> In, in essence, how do you learn to trust yourself to, oh, yeah. to, to finish a piece of music or song? Yeah, uh, yeah. song is just when I have nothing to say. When I have nothing else to say. And usually, and because my verses are so short, right? I have max to, you know how like rhyme schemes, like you sometimes switch to another rhyme. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I just leave one rhyme and I got, okay, I got no more words to rhyme that is relatable. Okay, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I liked, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's really natural. I, I, I don't have any, I don't think about it a lot. Once it's, yeah, it comes easy. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of that, I'm curious to know, what do you find challenging about the process right now? Mm, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think making it, is I don't have any challenges right now. I'm making an insane amount of music, <laughs> like yep. like too much music at this point. And is that a bad thing? Yes, I think it is bad. Well, <laughs> why is it bad? I don't know. Because sometimes you make all this stuff, and then you're like, "Damn, what do I do with it?" You can't release all of them, you know. And then like, you just say you're free to do whatever yeah, you want. But I mean, like at this point, it's like, <laughs> am I killing people with like too much stuff? It's like over overdoing it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and I don't want to release all of it too. But sometimes like seems like a waste like but then you you go back to re- you i i think about it again yeah i, I just needed to do it anyway so but yep i think that's the most challenging part is really trying i really don't know if this is making my mental health better no lie <laughs> like i really don't know some at some points i'm like shit like is this is this actually still healing at this point like i don't mm. even know but it's almost an addiction at this point like i really need to do it like it makes me like going for, I can't go for I can't take a break like I can't have a one week break without writing I need to write some write or make some beats or something like yep. it's a bad bad addition and so when you feel feel something you break out the drum machine and you start doing <laughs> sometimes I don't even feel anything until I break out a drum machine and like now I feel something okay good now we're back in the state uh, yeah I don't know it's just a I don't know it's a bad it's a bad habit but I have no idea I, I I think that's the biggest challenge, just like finding that balance. Mm. Balance uh, between what? B- balance between what you like, um, what you feel actually, and then what you're subconsciously making yourself feel to achieve the effect that you want. You know, is it different? I feel like sometimes, sometimes you would. Sometimes I I wouldn't really need to do it, but then I feel like I have to. Mm. So then you would transport yourself back to a place where you have already gotten out of from. Yep. I don't know. Yep. But that's yeah, that's something. I think another challenge is also trying to keep it fresh, like keep it in- innovative in a way. Yeah. Like there must be better ways, even. Uh, yeah better ways to express yourself better ways to make the beats newer ways weirder ways you know yep and i that's just but that's a good challenge like mm-hmm. i want that challenge i i i push that shit all the time yeah so, yeah so to to tap off that point um 
I'm curious to know if you have heard something or seen something recently that was fresh to you because fresh is is a word, it's a descriptive word, but it means different things to different people. Mm. I'm curious to know, have you seen or heard or watched something recently that was fresh in your mind? Not necessarily has to be music, but it could be something oh, okay. else. Like fresh mean like new or like cool? Like how how you fresh. choose to define it? Yeah. Oh, like fresh. Okay, fresh, fresh, fresh. Um, no, no lie. I haven't been experiencing the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, but fresh. Nothing on the internet? That must be something cool. I think I saw, I must have saw something cool. No, wait, hold up. Let me think about it. Damn. Yeah, I suck. I, I, I don't, I don't think I've been. Ah, uh, okay. This is going to sound dumb. This is dumb. This is a dumb point. Do you watch the Thor movie? The what movie? The Thor, the new Thor movie. I know about it. The one that everybody don't like. Mm-hmm. There's this. Wait, am I spoiling? Yeah, fine. Oh wait, this wait. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming October. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this scene where there was a dumpling god. What? It was <laughs> no. So it's you know Marvel's live action, and then suddenly it's like, okay, they were in this arena mm-hmm. with all the gods of the world. There's Zeus, and then like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like this guy said, "Oh look, there's dumpling god," and it's like this anime dumpling. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's really weird. I can't believe they allowed him to do that. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, that shit amazed me. That le- that shit left, stayed in my mind for many days. Like that's that image of that dumpling. Oh yeah, it's a stupid point, but yeah, that's the only thing that amazed me recently. And that was pretty fresh, right? Because you would have expected yeah. like, a, like a live action show to have something like that, yeah? Yeah, and it's like, damn, Marvel has gone way down. <laughs> 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 They're really resorting to some cheap tricks now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I, I'm pretty like, I don't watch a lot of things. I should watch more. Mm. I used to watch a lot, but now it's like, I don't really watch much anymore. So I, yep. I I'm not, on, I'm not, on, I'm on social media a bit, but I mean, not like, not like a lot. I'm not really browsing, I'm just mm. talking to people sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, have, I haven't seen anything fresh. So the flip side to that point is, is there a piece of music or media that you would like to listen or watch again for the first time? Ooh. Uh, I think there's this uh, the music that's a lot mm-hmm. um, uh, Mad Villainy that yeah uh, that is by um, MF Doom and Mad Lib yeah yeah I would like to experience that the first time again and then um, before before you move on why though yeah it's just so good it's, it's just, just so, so good, so good. Like, I just wanted to experience it now it's like because you never get back that first feeling of hearing that song. I still remember that that, that song I was talking about that I said wasn't like necessarily good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Rionica by Cities of Eve. I want to experience that for the first time. Yo, that shit almost broke me down. But like, it's like, damn, that was so powerful. Such a powerful song. Like he, he was like, I think that was his one line. He was like, I wish you well, I wish you well. I'm like, oh my God. It's like speaking to me. <laughs> like, oh my God, like that's so good. Like I was like, I want to say that to people now. <laughs> so <I> like <laughs> sending people, I wish you well. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like this, yeah, that, okay. In terms of shows, I really love Bojack Horseman. Do you watch? Do you watch I know that? about yeah, it. It's yeah. Dope. yeah. Yeah, that show really connected. And I loved it. Oh, there's this anime called um, Ongaku Our Sound. Have you heard of it? 
No, I've never heard of it's that. It's like what is that? Three dudes in Japan. They, it was only three dudes who made it, but mm-hmm. um, they did this crazy animation. It's like in a really cool style, like using stereoscopic stuff, and it's about just three thugs who don't know anything about music, mm-hmm. uh, forming a rock band. They only have um a snare and and two basses. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so all. interesting yeah. yeah and it's the whole sound the whole album was the whole songs were just like them playing one note and everybody loves it and I was like yo I love that this is this crazy movie I love it <laughs> yeah really relate to it I'm like yeah I, I want to make music that is just one note with one snare like I think that's the ultimate goal yeah I think that's why I liked it that much why is that the ultimate goal is it because of the the simplicity of it or the yeah. the, the stripped downness of the, of the message or whatever yeah yeah I think it's because everybody said they felt that raw emotion in that one note mm-hmm. and if we're talking about raw that's basically the oof moment so they they, they achieved the oof moment yep. in the most simplest form and yep yeah that's all I want yeah that's all I want yeah. yep so knowing what you know now um, I'm curious to know so let's say if you look back at Matt Villainy yeah do you know why it's good? Are you, are, you, are you looking at the technicals of each song? Are you looking at how everything is produced, how things are put together? Or are you able to just put everything aside and just consume? Because if you're a creator, mm. you will look at things differently than a consumer. That's true, that's yeah. true. So how, how are you looking at, let's say, a song from Matt Villainy right now or the whole album or how it's put together? Because I think Matt Villainy, like, I think there's two types of albums that you can appreciate in two different ways. Uh, Mad Villainy is one of those like extremely just 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 good just too good like mm. beat making wise it's just even as a creator you, you're trying to analyze how they did that it's just like it's just magic it just blows your mind and then of MF Doom's rhyme schemes and shit is like go crazy mm. so like it's just in awe like that's like a, oh man damn wow that's crazy and there's other types of albums where it's just like damn I really relate to that like, cause some some of my favorite albums are people that I work with, mm. I, or people that I know, and mm. you know, and you know them, and it's like you, they're not that big, and it's um like there's this song by this guy I'm, I I I work with quite often. It's called he's Tony Montana. This is UK artist. Um, there's this song um, uh, Heart of Gold on on this tape called Keisha. And it's like, oh my god! Like, just, just it was just one sample loop, and his voice also like that's, that's all you need. That's like probably my most listened song. I listened to that shit on repeat. So it's like it's a different. It's not much. Like it's not that technical. It's not that crazy. But it's like so good, in a other way. So yeah, yeah. I think like that's two ways to appreciate um, albums. Yeah. So you mentioned about collaborations. I'm curious to know why collaborate. Like, what what does it uh bring out in you? What does it do for you? Collab um just most of my collaborators they understand it. They understand the vision. They understand like what, what I'm trying to do. Cause they're doing the same thing. And it's really rare. I, I haven't found that yet here. Very, except for like one or two people. Are know? we still talking about the benders? Or are we talking about something else? Oh, I mean, oh, you're talking, I mean I'm talking about like... <laughs> you you mentioned that they know it. So I'm curious I mean, they to know what you're talking like about. that the, 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 the sound, you know? Mm. I feel like every scene subgenre has like codes, you know? I think 
things that okay other people hear this song they will hear differently yep than people who understand the codes like how we chop the samples how what we look for in the samples what we say mm-hmm. Th- those are the codes that like link us and let us know like, like a secret like hey we yeah I got you um, and once you find people it's just like once you find people that understand I don't know maybe uh, maybe it's relatable in like all creative scenes like once you find those guys who understand like your 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 look or your visuals or the way that you create and then it's like it's like it's just magic to create with them it's like if you finally found like belonging you know yep like I haven't f- people make dope music here but don't advise that for like but I haven't found that except for maybe one or two guys here yep yeah so it's like collaborate is really just me being less lonely <laughs> mm-hmm. like if not i'll just produce everything myself you know yep. but it's always nice to have an, another voice another uh, another person <laughs> yeah yep yeah yeah basically if you're producing everything yourself do you always know how it will end how the song would end do you always know that is it always uh clear in your head or do you just le- let do you just let your creative intuition just guide you to, to create? If it ends here, it ends here, and then I move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always just intuition. Like, I never overthink, like, oh, does it does this fit this part? Because I think intuition works best anyway. Like, mm-hmm. that into or maybe your, yeah, you should trust your intuition, you know? That's how you know if you have good taste or not, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like your intuition will guide you uh, to form an album that is coherent if you're really speaking from the heart because all my albums are stream of conscious if you think about it. So mm-hmm. like what's more coherent than a full stream instead of manipulating it and trying to chop it up? I don't yep. know. That's what I think, yeah. Is there always like an overarching concept to your albums or is it, as I mean, you say, stream of consciousness? Uh... I think I always try to have a stream of conscious type to sound at least coherent. Uh, yeah, you know, like at least I'm talking about something, you know, mm-hmm. I can't be like fully random. Even though I actually been experimenting with not sounding coherent at all, but mm-hmm. okay, uh yeah, um but I feel okay, I I only have one album out. Yep. The rest I'll call it mixtapes cuz I feel What's like the difference. Okay, mixtapes are more like a collection of songs. And an album is it? Album is a collection of songs that is tied together with a certain <laughs> theme. I don't know, like, cause like, okay, mixtape is like it's more casual. It's like I I would just make a co- collect a couple songs and put it together, and okay, that's a mixtape. Like okay. I made it in a different time, but then like, okay, I have one album that's Kisses of Life mm-hmm. that was made during when my grandpa from a time when my grandpa got cancer to mm-hmm. he passed. So it was during that time and it was all songs that were during that time. Not all the songs were talking about that, yep. but it all had that shadow over it yep. or that paint. So that's why it became coherent. Mm. And that's why I call that an album. Everything else, like, it is a collection of songs. And okay, that, that EP, I mean, it was 10 minutes. I can't call it an album, you know? <laughs> I can't call it an album, yeah. yeah. So with regards to Kisses of Life, um, did you have collaborators for that? Oh yeah, I had a hella collaborators on that. Like, um, yeah, too many. Too <laughs> like many. A, too, uh, I have a lot, basically, like, yep. spanning, like, 
four continents and such, you know. It's tight. And but they're all my friends and like all we 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 talk pretty often, like so and especially like like some of them were going through the same thing. Like they had family members passing at the same time and they were working on an album too. That's crazy. So it was like I was on theirs and there was mine. Yep. That's a sh- it's a shared kind of. Yeah. And these are the guys that will like, okay, they're in, they're in the US, they'll be calling me at like 2 a.m. Mm. to like just talk about life, you know, not yep. about music. And yep. it's like, I, I, I don't really have that anywhere else. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, like, mm. with such a very personal uh, yeah. story behind the whole album, how do you communicate that to someone? living on a different continent or have a different life experience how do you communicate that and to create from that (laughs) i mean like i they didn't talk about the same thing i mean like let's just say the features or the production okay i'll start with the features first yeah Mm. the features so i felt like kisses alive was my parts were personal but it was more of like i wasn't really trying to make a, a, a insular album i was trying to make a capture space in time album. Mm. That's why during that time they were, uh, during that time was also like, I think, is it tail end of pandemic? Like serious pandemic? I think like last year, November, mm-hmm. like when shit was starting to get um, better. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it made sense that if the world was opening up, I should open up at the same time and get all these people. It, it was my first album. So, all these people, because that during that time there was two things on mainly on my head. Like, okay, I just thought I'm I'm in this music shit now, and yeah, my uh my grandpa is is not in the best condition, and then um stuff of other stuff, other personal emotions and stuff I was feeling at that time. So I just want to capture that because the community itself was such a big part of coping during that point so mm. it makes sense it's like i'm talking to them they're talking back mm. you know and i just want to capture that and i felt i felt like they all did a great job i mean they're all introspective people and they're all you know leaves from the same tree i feel yeah it, it felt really natural yeah it felt really not yeah and it's like when i met them for the first time it was still like a wild wild experience you know you met them oh yeah because I, I took a trip to new york like um about a month ago, mm. I think a month, two months ago, a month, months ago, and it was still a crazy experience. And it's like I met, I, it feels like I've known them forever. Like, no, it's tight. Yeah, and it's like it was only there when I knew I was, I, I was meant to do what I was doing. You know? Whoa. Okay, what's so that? That's, that's crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see an angel or something? What the no, fuck? I was. I'm okay. How drunk were you? Uh, not that drunk. Another uh, <laughs> hand, <laughs> but no. Um, I like I know that shit. Like I don't know. It was a big affirmation when I went there, mm. and because I did, I did two sets there, mm. and they were my first live performance. Yeah, yeah. And they were my first two sets I ever did. I never got a chance to do it in Singapore until I went to New York. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it's a weird experience, but then it's like. Because New York is the birthplace of, okay, I'm contentious, but birthplace of hip hop kind of. Yep. Uh, and just to perform there and with those, with the people, with all, and meeting all these people from, from the scene. And it was like, because you always feel so separated from it when you're from Singapore. Mm. 
and to and I always felt I I was already not as hip hop based on you know whatever outlook or whatever mm-hmm. but to go there and then have that respect and have that appreciation from people over there and like true like true like understanding of the music mm-hmm. is it was a crazy experience like I think one of the craziest things was I was rehearsing at this studio with um some of my other um people who were doing the set and then this dude just big big dude just barged in i thought he was angry at us because we were rehearsing too loud and he's like i was i was doing my song and he's like yo who who did that song i was like oh shit um me and it's like and he came over here he gave me a hug he's like yo you're doing that real hip-hop shit like this is the shit that i used to listen to this that real shit i'm like oh my god yeah that's wild that's a wild experience like because i always felt i was the furthest thing from real hip-hop mm. and to have that affirmation there it's like it's wild so it's like i have that newfound confidence i feel it might be shallow, a shallow type of confidence but it's still important yeah i i now have a i have a i have a firm belief like i'm pretty good <laughs> you know, I, I know what i'm doing yeah no yep. it's like you know i'm curious to know how did the performance come about were you to to perform and that's why you traveled or? um well most of my listeners and most of the people are, who know me even are actually overseas like mm. uk us like that's so like i swear like more people know me there than here like singapore haven't really caught on yet i think not yet mm-hmm. but soon hopefully soon but um yeah so like they always said like whenever i went over they they got a set for me wow. whenever like i, I i'm trying to go uk but you know it's expensive i i, I was very lucky to go to new york because of some circumstances that yeah. have gave me that exact amount yep. that i needed and i was crashing at like a bunch of dudes places i, I didn't have any accommodation yep. i didn't have to spend a no glamour basically yeah dude i was i was on the floor yep. um but that is hip-hop yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the, you should see the venues that we performed at. That's hip hop, dude. That's hip. That, that's like that's true underground hip hop. That's like we were performing at this place. Um, oh man, I forgot the name. How did I forget? But it's in Brooklyn, and it's basically a what play. did it look like? It was fully graffiti yep. room. Yep, and it's like full like homeless dudes live there. Yep, but then the thing is they. It was meant for homeless people to sleep, and, mm. and and as well as a set venue. It's crazy set. It looked insane. Yeah. And um, but all always every set that was performed that goes back to the community, the homeless people, so they they can live there. Yeah. So to to, to sustain that, and it's just like that. That's hip hop. Like that's community. That's like we don't need no big stage. We don't need um. Was it a big crowd or was it? A small it was. Crowd? I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was not that big. It was probably like eighty. Yeah. I was like a normal amount of people and all these dudes they it's like because i it was it was not a solo show it was with other people mm-hmm. dudes it was dudes that i really admire too and it was crazy to see them it was uh yeah because it was uh it was run by this guy called uh gang uh gang grizzly he's he runs this uh um label racy label called purple tape pedigree they do a lot of underground hip-hop there experimental sound stuff and just to be just with them mm. and perform alongside them, it's like, yo, that's that's some real hip hop shit. Like, yep, yeah, it's just a, a a wild time and a big affirmation. Like, yeah, it sounds was, like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know. Um, you mentioned that your music 
it's oftentimes like a very personal expression for yeah. yourself. How was it like performing live in New York to people you don't know? That oh. personal expression. Do you know what? Uh, it felt so, so good because mm. I felt like they, well, I fucked up quite a bit in the set, but That's I mean, fair. Yeah. but I felt like it's a different experience. I performed here and I performed there. It's really different experience. Those people, they, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say Singapore crowds are bad. No, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying they, they really hit, understand hip hop, that kind of hip hop in a different way. That, that really is their bread and butter, mm. you know? So like, I still remember the, there was this dude who was playing a beat set. You know how like, uh, dude, this dude was just sitting on the floor. Um, his name is uh, Zakel, by the way. He's a great beat maker. And then he's just sitting on the floor, cross cross leg. He had a little stomach ache. So he's just like rubbing <laughs> his thing and on the SP. And it was just like that for 30 minutes. And But everybody was so zoned in and just feeling every single thing. Like every everybody head bopping at the same time. Just like mm. feeling every single beat. Everybody oofing at the same time, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and even on my set, everybody knew how to listen. Like when the songs hit, their songs hit. But when the songs didn't hit, they they knew when to, they, they I could feel it. Like the whole room would close their eyes and really feel it. And after every, after my set, people would come up and say, I really love this line. How often is it? when you perform here, when somebody could pick out lines mm. and say, wow, this is this really impacted me. This related to me on, on this. And and yep. they will, it's just that, that level of appreciation and like understanding is like really comforting. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's a different type of crowd and it's, yep. it's, it's special in that way, yeah. So I would, I would love to go there again, or, you know, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> would it be safe to assume that, um, that that level of appreciation kind of feeds back into how you create as well. Like yeah. you're able to create perhaps a high, at a higher level because you know that people are listening right. Yeah, they're mm. they very attentive. They're they very like, uh, their whole mentality is very tuned in to actually listen to what you're saying. I do think that's a heavy, heavy advantage I have because I know that people are really listening. Like it might not be many, mm but the people that are listening are really like they understand it fully 100% and I feel like this is not a diss or anything but I feel like a lot of Singaporean hip-hop they're limited because they don't have a they're limited because of oh shoot this is gonna sound bad <laughs> they're limited because of the 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 limited audience and the um, the reference mm. that the audience has to to that music you know what I'm saying I'm very lucky to have first be exposed outside mm -hmm. then be back here mm. cause if, if I made music straight like this and only targeted people around here mm. I I don't think I mean, like, people don't really give a fuck about me now, but I mean, still, I think it'll be even less than, you know, like, whatever I have, much less than whatever I have, yep. have, have gotten so far. So I was, it's just finding that reference point. Yeah, ref, the audience reference point is much more different. And mm -hmm. people who are catering to the general audience here have that limitation that they cannot push as far. Yep. And I can 
really do anything and still have know that some people will be listening without like completely shutting it off mm-hmm. so I, i'm very lucky very very lucky to have that yeah very very fortunate would yeah. it be safe to say that you don't feel like you have to conform to a certain style or a certain oh, how yeah. it sounds to 100%, appeal yeah 100 100% like you this um i if you hear my new stuff mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be dropping next next year with uh with with this uh experimental label in uh, china mm-hmm. uh are you rapping in chinese oh they really wanted me to but i really can't (laughs) i said yo it's gonna sound terrible it's gonna sound really fake hey i can't be authentic like no my my chinese sucks yeah gotcha yeah so it's like i'm barely rapping on that one so Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like i really can push i feel like that's the difference for me because there's no way okay we're gonna talk about people like to come talk about hip-hop as a game you know like mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. who's winning the game you know yeah. like you know in singapore is like you got the big rappers right you know you got like you know the def jam people mm. and they're great they're dope they're great rappers and they have a nice like hold on this place mm-hmm. and obviously like um and but then i don't have a hold here at all like i i really don't need like i don't have to play it it's like my 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 one is kind of like random it's I, I don't really exist in a location i exist in more of like a, a sound mm-hmm. and that sound can it's always expanding yep so like I, I have a lot more freedom in that point where i can the way for me to win is to be more wild mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. be more niche yep. like yeah but then sometimes for, for, but for other people is to make more bangers yeah. <laughs> which is not i wish i could make bangers i don't go like yeah so yeah but freedom is the currency in itself as well isn't yeah. it the, yeah yeah so it's like because yeah. you never know what people might have to trade uh their maybe their creative freedom yeah. because when you are in a bigger production you have a bigger names you yeah. know, you're working with bigger people and it's not solely done by yourself anymore it, it can exactly. be done by other people and in that way you lose the creative freedom or the vision that you have mm. yeah it's like that sucks but that sucks yeah i mean but i feel it's like a trade-off mm-hmm. and like relevancy and clout yep that's 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 currency too and yep if i don't know like that's why i don't know like i'm very confused about that like you're very confused about yeah that. I, I don't know like it's like i don't get why kanye west is not <laughs> okay, this is random point. I don't get why Kanye was not dropping weirder albums. Like at this point, he has achieved that ultimate clout status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not? Just I know he wants to make weird stuff. I feel like I I know that he wants to, but I don't know why he doesn't. So I, that's like, have you not seen his ranch and his his yeah, church I, sessions? I feel yeah, but I feel like it go weirder. Like I feel like he, I have you heard that unreleased? Song? Are you a big Kanye West fan? By the way, I don't know. No, not oh, at all. Okay, okay, yeah. no. He he released this song almost like spoken word with auto tune like mm-hmm. it's just it's called I I I, f- I feel like that I feel like that yeah and it's just like him just rambling on about just random stuff it's like with, a podcast yeah <laughs> but with auto tune yeah. like do you feel nervous anxiety that's why he was, and I was like yo this is really dope he should do a whole album like this and I was like do do you want <laughs> to get to that particular point where you can just uh, release whatever's on your mind. I think I'm already at, at that point. So I'm lucky I started with that. Yeah. Instead of the other. Maybe like maybe down the road I'm like, nah, I gotta tone it down. Let me get some 
let me get some streams at least. Yeah. Let me make some normal music <laughs> and get some streams at least. Yeah. Like even because like even I don't really look at streams, but I can see like what's my most streamed song, and it's mm -hmm. like um cavalry, right? It's like um it's like a classic boom bap beat. Yep. I mean, I love classic boom bap, but it's like yeah, you know, like you, I know like what is more accessible and what's easy to listen to. But I also know like because oh, uh, this is a big advantage too. I I will I mainly focus on Bandcamp, stream a uh, Spotify and Apple Music is just not even secondary. It's like tertiary to me. Is that a different playing ground? Yeah, Bandcamp is crazy. Like, and I feel like more people should get on Bandcamp because you really, um, in terms of like supporting yourself as an artist, uh, you get way more money from Bandcamp because mm -hmm. it, it's money's like you get a streaming how much, yeah, yeah. How, streaming how much you get like what zero point zero 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 zero, not even one cent. Yeah, yeah. but um, every time one person buys an album, that's like five dollars, so, so it's like ten dollars or something like that. Yeah, and people can donate whatever they want, so yep. it's like. To have that audience that is, to build that audience, that 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 quality of audience that is willing to pay, yep. you know, it's like- And they can buy merch on Bandcamp as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you can bundle it together. You cannot make main, sh okay, no, you cannot, make, you cannot make generic stuff. You have to be making something, pushing it far, either sound-wise or pushing it far with introspectiveness. Yeah. Like, you need to be that unique to achieve yeah, like so. It's like it's a trade-off. You want to have like a million Spotify streams, or you want hundred Bandcamp fans. <laughs> I don't think a million is enough on Spotify. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think I, it is. I don't even know, man. I don't even know about Spotify or anything. But yeah, I know it's all it's like a playlist kind of thing. It is. Yeah. So, I, is. But, but I don't know. I have no idea. I I might sound bitter right now. I'm not sounding bitter. Right? <laughs> so would you consider? So so you wouldn't consider yourself mainstream? No, I mean, not at all. Nah, no, no okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I would be really offended if I'm. Gotcha. <laughs> that's one word I, I would be not. I'm like one of those like indie kids from. Why is uh, why is that? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know why. Uh, no, I mean, okay, I won't be offended, but I mean, like, I will bug you. I'll be bugged. It's like, damn, I tried that hard to be real and okay, you know, like, um, wait. Okay. Um, like yeah, it's like I'm not mainstream at all. I don't think so. I mean, my sound at, is not mainstream. I don't try to be mainstream. Mm. I'm trying to push it as far as I can. Like with my new stuff, I'm I'm trying to make it further than niche. Like mm -hmm. at points, I'm like, does this sound bad enough? No, you know, like no. no. But um, yeah, it's like no mainstream is. I don't want that at all. Like no mainstream is mainstream feels like there's nothing wrong with it because yep. Yeah, you're succeeding, definitely. But I mean, mainstream is just generic. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like... If I'm... What I'm talking about is so personal, how can it be generic, you know? Mm. Like, how can... Abstract is the most pure way for it to sound or avant-garde music or whatever. Yep. I don't really know what it means. Um, I heard... When I went to New York, when I met Gang, uh, he said... He's a, he's a big hip hop guy, but he 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 even said, like, he cannot listen to mainstream artists anymore. Like, it's not possible. Like, he cannot. It's just not. It's just not fun to listen to. Like, it's just there's no way. He uh, he he said this in a voice memo. I, I I sampled the voice memo, um. But he said there's no way. What they're what they're experiencing at that point. 
with like those giant artists, right? Mm -hmm. It's anything close to what we are. Like it's the, the relatability is just filtered through so much label and Spotify and mm. management, management yeah. and like like 15 producers or whatever shit. Mm. Like how, at that point, how is it, how, how authentic can it be at that point? I don't know, but this sounds really like, this sounds petty as heck, but I, I swear it's not. But um, yeah, that's, I, I really, I, I agree with what he's saying. Like, I, I can't really listen. I, I love Kanye West back then, right? Mm -hmm. I can't really listen to Kanye West anymore. Like, I don't, I don't have that same feel. Like, I mm. yeah, it seems, it seems weird, but yeah. Yeah, big artists. Like, even Kendrick, and mm -hmm. I know Kendrick's the GOAT, always, no doubt, but I can't, I can't even really listen to the full album, like, in the same way I can last time. Yeah. Do you think it's a it's a maturing of your identity as a creator or was this something else? I think it's just I appreciate the minimal and I appreciate the lack of polish. The lack of polish is my favorite thing. Like bad mixing is my favorite thing. Bad mixing. Yeah, my 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 songs are mixed terribly. Like I feel that it brings it makes it feel so much better better when you know that you're hearing this guy this song that is mixed in his room mm. everything like he's recording on a mic i've i have dudes who are recording straight off from a phone <laughs> like no joke and they make dope stuff and i yeah. i yeah. even saw this one this is crazy this is pretty fresh this dude okay he's trying to get this person to record he, yep. she, she's in europe yeah they're in in the u.s and va virginia this is turbo and uh Messiah, shout out to them but um i saw them hosting an ig live mm-hmm and holding it to their phone <laughs> and telling her, yo, okay, we're gonna play the beat from the other side. Uh, please, uh, yeah, spit your bars. That's crazy. <laughs> and they recorded like, and I heard the song, I was like, what? How does this sound good? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I need to put it on live just to show everybody. That's yep. like a new different of. That's pretty fresh. Yeah, that is fresh. That is fresh. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love uh, DIY, yep. everything I do. All music videos, every visual. It, it's it's quite funny you mentioned that because in a world where art is increasingly tr trying to be perfect, like you mm. have to perfect everything. Yeah, you hit a certain point of algorithm, like three, three minutes and 48 seconds, everything's perfect. Oh, yeah. And something like that stands out so much because it's so jarring. It's like a audio technician's nightmare, really. Yeah. You record the fucking no, no. song through, through the phone, yes. through two phones on an IG live. Yeah, yeah. No, I, because my new album, I actually tried to get someone to mix it. Yeah, because I was like, "Yo, this sounds okay, too bad." Like it sounds, it actually hurts your ears. Yeah, at this point, I sent. I I, I was with him. Uh, shouts out, uh, no one. Uh, he, he's a Singaporean producer. Yeah, I went to his house and he was trying to master. He was whole time he was just like so angry at me. He's like, "Why? Why you? Why? Why do you do this? Like, yeah. This is terrible." <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> so it was a very long process. And funnily enough, he sent after the master. I had to fuck it up again. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> this is not this is too clean i don't like it. i don't like it like yeah i ended up like remaking it to make it sound worse again yeah i don't know this is just i don't like it when it sounds too good it's just not real enough for me you just can't doesn't sound right doesn't sound right yeah i don't know mm -hmm. yeah this is that's just me maybe it's terrible people have been asking me to get a better mixer so <laughs> but yeah are you gonna acquiesce to that no no <laughs> Because it costs money too. I, yeah. What I love about my music is that I don't need to wait for studio time. I don't need to wait for anything. It's all on me. I do my own album art, whatever, so I can just 
if I make a song today, I can drop it like one hour from now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like- It sounds really liberating. Yeah, it's like, I I, I know people have to wait for studio time. Mm-hmm. Yo, I got to save up money to just get a secondhand mic from Carousel. That's what I did. And then USB, just plug it in, record, that's all. And then mix it yourself. Try, I don't, I, and the thing about me, right? I'm a ter- I, I talk about doing all this. I never watched a single tutorial because I'm way too lazy. Mm-hmm. I've never seen what's the correct way to mix music. Yep. Just do it until it's, just play with it till it sounds right. Yep. And then, yeah, that's it. We go. There we go. We're ready to go. Yeah. I don't know. But do you imagine that trying to tweak and taking things the straight and narrow, it kind of removes away the fun and the magic of it? Yeah. Because sometimes the lack of knowledge leads to innovation. True. Yeah. Right. In, in, in everything. I'm pretty sure, like, even in, like, actually, I don't know. Maybe even in design, is that true? Maybe like if Photoshop, if if you know somebody who doesn't know how to use Photoshop, they will use it in some like crazy way and then might be kind of hard. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not in a technical program, but perhaps in like art or mm-hmm. like the painting design, mm-hmm. perhaps. But I think it's 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 more often than not you see people, uh, they have a very certain technical skill. It might not be a technical skill, but it could be, they're just very good at observing mm. and they're able to capture, because I think art in a sense is subjective in a way that it is your perspective, your yeah. lens, and no one can really tell you, oh, that's good or bad because ultimately it's just, they're just passing judgment on something that is intrinsically honest to you. Yeah. You can draw an apple uh, black. You you can paint an apple black. Mm-hmm. And if that is honest to you, that is good. That is not objectively good mm. because- People know that apples are red, yeah. but if you want to paint a black apple, by all means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So I guess you got to have like, that's like a reference point when observing stuff, it has to be like wide. Like the more you are open to it, the more you can appreciate, you know, just, yeah, I feel like that. that's it. But music is in a very different, oh, Rather, I would say it's in a very, in, in a very unique uh, position right now because music used to be how you're listening. Yeah. How you're hearing things. You you observe through hearing. Mm. But these days, there is a very strong visual component to music as well with regards to music videos, how you want to do the album art, yeah. how you want to, because it, it, it is kind of like the packaging to to your music. Yeah. People, let's say with, with uh, channels like Instagram and whatever people will see the visual first, mm. then they go to your music. Yeah. So um, you have a very interesting style with regards to your visuals and everything. Is yeah. is is everything done by you? Is everything planned? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything is done by me. Like uh, honestly, the main point is I have no money to get anybody else to do something for mm-hmm. me. So I'm gonna do it myself. Uh, and I guess it's kind of fun. But um, yeah, if I I think I I'm not opposed to working with other people. Like if I ever have the funds to, I'm I'm for sure gonna hit some people I I admire up. But um, I feel like um, in terms of visuals, I feel I I'm the person who believes that the visuals can make an album stronger. Interesting. What yeah. do you mean by that? Like. If an album cover was bad, okay, no, if album if an album cover was good, yep. it could make a six out of ten album a seven out of ten album. Well, <laughs> that's like one whole point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's possible because it's man, maybe I just really 
yeah i feel like it really helps like mm. especially just frame the audience in that mindset before entering that 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 thing yep. or put the audience somewhere else mm. and then surprising them yep. when it comes in yep so i don't know like i had arguments with people where they say the music can make the album cover better but if the album cover is unattractive, I won't listen to the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? So I feel like it doesn't work that way. I feel like it works the other way. I feel like no matter if the music is terrible, mm. but the album cover is good. It frames it differently. It frames it. Maybe maybe if you frame it in a way where the music's supposed to sound like, you know, like, I don't yep. know. Yep. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like there are different ways to toy with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. I think in this day and age, if let's say you're on Spotify, yeah, and you can only see, let's say, if if I have no idea who you are, yeah. I have no idea what who this artist is. I can only see the visual. Mm. It kind of looks like the 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 visual kind of plays like the appetizer to like the main course. Yeah, if the visual is attractive enough, and you mention it frames the the mindset of the listener because it might be the first time, it might be the last time the yeah. the, the person <laughs> ever lis- li- listens to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Like so. I, I I put a lot of thought in my in my visuals always, cause I I mean I want to be seen as a visual artist too hopefully, but I mean yeah like I'm I'm not gonna jump too far yet but uh <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just it works in relation to everything cause like mm-hmm. sound songs are meant to be heard through the ears only, mm-hmm. but now with technology and all that. I mean, last time Walkman, all you had is a Walkman, right? Yep. Now, now you have the phone, you have the album cover. Now yep. you got the Spotify moving thing. Yeah, it's like you can do so much more. It becomes a, it's a, it's an exhibition in a way. Mm. Like yeah, so take advantage of it. I feel like people, people, especially hip hop, like put too little effort in their album covers. I mean, they'll just. I know a lot of people who just like send it off to some guy who does design mm. and then like put the song on maybe a photo of them. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like a black like, and white photo yeah, like half tone. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, all right. Yeah. I think you can do more. Right? It, yeah. It'll make it much better. What, oh. what, what genre of music do you think has, has good album covers? Okay. No, hip hop does have good album covers, but I know a lot of people don't do, don't do it. I think like, uh, Ooh, I know like, do you know what Chinese okay Chinese folk you know Ming Yao music like they have really hard covers like I used to listen to that like there's this guy called Song Dong Yeah, I don't know he's one of my favorite covers covers that is the most personal like mm. yeah they they were hurt they, 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 they work the most I think like who else you know who else does a great cover mm, there's I don't know actually. I think the Mad Villain cover is oh, really yeah, iconic. That, that is that's powerful. Iconic. That's so but at that point, do you think the music made Mad Villainy better? That cover better? That is it the music that made that cover iconic? Or is it the if the cover was there and the music was mid, would it still be iconic? It's hard to say. Because I feel like college dropout, if the music was mid, that cover is still iconic. Mm. but I think Mad Villainy the music kind of made that better, cover better like you know that's what I feel yeah I don't know. interesting 
don't know what you think about that. Um, who else? Ah, uh, I can't think of that guy. Oh, do you know this artist called Slauson Malone? No, uh, what is Slauson, that? Okay, who is that? He's um, he's the son of Winston Marsalis. Okay, uh, he's is that's a jazz musician, but he's mm-hmm. also like a visual artist. He's, he's one of my favorite artists of one of my biggest inspirations actually. Um, he just makes this beautiful sound collage with hip hop and song singer songwriter type music. But in, he approaches his work the same as his visual art. He has a theme, he has motifs and his, all his album covers is like a circle in the center, mm-hmm. but in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I just find that really interesting. That reoccurring theme. I feel on a side note also, I feel like reoccurring themes should be brought, should be more uh, used in music. Like why not use a verse that you wrote, you said five years ago with a different beat? I think that'd be, that'd be cool. Why not use this, you know, this same melody Mm. in like five different albums and just watch it develop. I think that's so dope. Is that uncommon? I feel like it's really uncommon because people feel like, oh no, I'm just repeating what I've done before. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, I think treat, treat all your album albums like a whole movie. Like all of it's a movie, one movie instead of, oh, treat it like it's like a MCU or something. You know, (laughs) treat it like it's MCU. Like don't treat it like it's, MCU is multiple choice. Oh no. Uh, Marvel um, Cinematic Ma- Ma- Marvel, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, treat it like a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't treat it like a standalone film, you know? Because, mm. like, that makes you more interesting. Yep. That, people are looking for Easter eggs in your music. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to do that too, actually. Yeah. But it really does depend on how you want to approach the, the aspect of creating an album artistically, right? Yeah. Yeah, because what might seem interesting or fresh to you might be a boundary for somebody else. That's they might true. not want to repeat it ever. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, people are different, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I, I can't... I can't give any... I don't think I have the right to give any commentary or feedback on music like to anybody else in general because like my shit is just way too... <laughs> but it's just interesting to see yeah. how your mind works. Like that, yeah. that is so fascinating yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shit just... Whatever works for me might be terrible for somebody else. Like, so like... Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you, you brought up movies because I think in filming and directing, there's mm. this idea of a leitmotiv. So it's like this this music or melody or something that constantly repeats and let's say it ties itself to like a main character and when the main character appears in the film, this piece of music will play. That, mm. that is common in directing and filming. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. It draws similar parallels to what you just mentioned about perhaps repeating like a verse or a line throughout, let's say the album or throughout several albums Yeah, to, 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 to view your discography like that. Yeah. And I, I, I've already started to do it. Tight. And just, I'm waiting for people to notice. <laughs> yeah. Very tight. Yeah. So with regards to your trip to New York and coming back, um, I'm curious to know, what does it mean to you to be an artist from Singapore then? Has, has it changed your perspective in any way? Uh, mm. Or you can say it sucks. Huh? I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I get pretty bummed out about being an artist. But I mean, like, I know there's a lot of advantage. I actually have this strange, like, one, I wonder about this sometime. Like, if I was in the U.S., 
and I, if I was in the U.S. the entire time, I was like an American person or something. Let's mm-hmm. just say, and I'm making the same um, same music. Mm-hmm. Would I still have? Would it would it have been easier or would it have been harder? Mm-hmm. You know, what, in a weird what? way, like I'm I'm the only person doing it here. Mm-hmm. So, in some ways, that makes it harder right because there's no community but and also i'm the only person doing it here exactly so i have no competition and unique yeah and i'm unique and i'm unique and and people from over there be like oh where's singapore and stuff like that so i have that like kind of curiosity factor right yeah but then yeah it's just weird it's like oh if i was there then it's like okay i'm really one i'm really with the scene then i'm really um linked to them yeah so that you know it's like yeah i, I still haven't found an answer to that and yeah is it important to know? No, nah, I don't think so. Like, yeah. it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm Singaporean, you know. Yep. Like, but if I didn't go to army, I would have started writing. I'm not sure. Mm. So it was like, so if props I didn't to get, Mindef. Yes, props, props <laughs> to Mindef for making me so bummed out. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, shouts out. No, no, don't, don't shout out Mindef. <laughs> no. Yep. Hey, but shouts out the hundred dollars they gave. So I'm curious <laughs> to know. What is the difference between the two cultures then? Because um, you, you mentioned about the, the, the level of appreciation they have there that is not as common here. Is it just about the history they have? Is it just about uh, how people over there, they choose to listen? Is it just the lineage that they have? Yeah. Uh, think, what is your perspective on that? I think that... I think it comes down to population size. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they have more people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have whole more, lot more people that don't like this type mm-hmm. of sound. Yep. But because they have so much people, and New York is really that that center of everything. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of people who do get it. But Singapore is so such a small population, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so little exposure to. They have not as much exposure to the the that wide variety of sounds and that that culture of just going to a set and then discovering a whole new artist that is mm. doing something crazy different. Yep. So we don't, we, we might not have that similar kind of readiness for that. But uh, New York has that. New York, yeah, because it's just bigger. I'm sure, I'm sure if I go to London or if I go, to, even I, even in China, right, they, they start, the label is starting to do some like light promo and stuff like that. Mm. And people in China like, get the references that's cool i i, I think that was strange just, but cool yeah right like they were like talking about i saw this comment it was like the, on, on, on my songs it was like sing jiapur the navy blue like navy blue is like a really like uh, like in the in that scene he's like he's that guy like if you're yeah. not if you don't know, understand that scene this scene you you won't know who navy blue is mm. and it's like damn they know <laughs> like it's it's there like and it's like that's a firm like grasp of understanding there as well because yep. I think if population population size is big, yep, yeah, it's possible it's small and then so a factor, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I just feel like people just and and you know what's a weird thing? I always feel like this type of rap will fit Singapore the best. Why is that? I feel like this because this type of rap is always it's not about it's not about the 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 that that street gang is i mean it could be about it mm-hmm. and it, it it can but it's also for everyday problems and problems that really everybody 
can feel and I feel like everybody has something worth saying mm-hmm. especially in Singapore there's so much stress and there's so much there's so much competition and how can people not feel something like something to say like I know there's something to say it's just and the canvas of a simple loop and sample is just so much better than okay not, not, so, not so much but it's so much more This it's a much better canvas for you to paint that Mm. Like, then talking about mm, uh, something that you might not fully relate to, but you hear, you know, I don't know. If, I'm not sure if that's the right way to put it, but mm. I feel like if there was a scene of this, and I hope that it grows mm-hmm. of this kind of sound, Singapore, it would really, it be really dope. When um, I think people really fuck with it. We we have, a, I think we have a decent amount of things to say. Mm. We have we're we're not a very pretty country as well, you know. We have a lot. Of, we have a nice veneer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very interesting you mentioned, and and that is certainly an interesting perspective because if I remember, uh, I think early hip hop they were just commenting about what they see. Everything yeah. is is just that it's mm. whatever they see in their neighborhood. They, I believe that they have no idea it would become like this. Yeah, I believe they are just uh just rhyming things that they see in their everyday, yeah. whatever they were experiencing back in the 70s to 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, New York was a pretty shit place back then. Yeah. So it's interesting you have the perspective about how perhaps the style of music, of rap, yeah. is actually something that Singapore could could, could really fuck with. I, I think they it could. It's just... But what I feel like a lot... Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> this gonna be, a lot of people that make rap has to come from a have to come have to come from a place where it's not just about emulating that sound like mm-hmm. that's not gonna has it can't be the purpose the purpose if you want to make this type of shit it has to be to express yourself fully and that to have that one and to have even regardless I think to for this to start mm-hmm. re- even regardless of people not giving a shit whatever you do because in the end I I'm very well aware that I would rather see a <laughs> people would rather see a bumping trap like nice trap drums concert like I would rather see that than <laughs> okay maybe not me but I mean like r- most people would and mm-hmm. it, it makes sense uh, then some dude uh, mumbling his problems past some old w- chopped up soul samples you know mm-hmm. you know it's like But you need to get past that want to be. You need that want to succeed. Okay, wait, that's not want <laughs> that's to. That's so strange. No, you need to get past the want to succeed. In that. That, I'm gonna be a rap star. Mm. Wave, you know. So it's like that, the image that someone's like, chasing. Yeah, don't chase that. That that thing you can you can achieve appreciation in different ways you know like you don't have it's not always about quantity it's like quality quality of appreciation is very different like yep uh, i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, yeah. i think it's 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 interesting to consider singapore's creative scene in general because i think i've been told by an individual before that The mainstream is important. Whatever yeah. one would classify the mainstream as is important is because without the mainstream, there won't be like a fringe on indie scene. Yes. Nobody will care. Yeah. And it's because of there being 
such strong uh, mainstream acts that the fringe can really thrive because yeah. they always have to be a counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, do we have uh, a thriving hip hop scene in Singapore? Yo. Or is it all doom and gloom for the Yo, aspiring no, no, no. hip hop artists? No way you're asking me this. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's, um, the thing is, I don't really understand. I don't really know. I didn't really understand uh, the Singaporean scene until like recently. Like uh, until like everybody introduced me, everybody and not like, I understand like what, where, where, where the, mm. the map is. Really. Were you very detached from it? I was pretty detached from it. I really don't know anybody. Gotcha. I mean like I, up until... Like, yeah, really, I mean, still nobody really knows me. So, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's nice to see. I think hip hop scene is dope in Singapore. Like, I mean, you got like people like Young Raja killing it everywhere. Yeah. yeah you got people like Fariz and Jabba and all this stuff. They're dope and shit. they can really rap. I do. I, Singaporean rappers technicality is always good. I think that's with all of our creative stuff, right? Mm. Our technicals are always are, are up there. Yep. Um, and we got, even when we're talking about like the, I'm going to say like the more accessible underground mm-hmm. type people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, mediocre haircut crew. They're dope. I mean, uh, B-Goid, right? I think mm-hmm. B- I'll, I'll classify B-Goid there. Because, and I, 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 B-Goid is dope, by the way. So, because uh, what I feel like he, he really has is he understands fully what he is. What you does know? that mean? Like he understands exactly what he is like he okay he has the green suit right mm-hmm. he makes this type of music mm-hmm. he he he's a brilliant performer like he understands everything like mm-hmm. how what makes it, him tick yep. and i feel like that's that's the thing that's missing in a lot of artists here like they don't really fully 100% know how they want to do this like they just want to know which one is going to sell tickets uh, yeah, I guess that's a bad way to put it. That's okay. a cra- crass way to put it. But I mean, like, which one's gonna pop up the most? I don't know. Yep. Like, which yep. one's gonna, which one fits the w- best now? You yep. know, like, and I feel like, yeah, un- underground scene is, oh shoot, no, it's, they're really dope. Like, um, like, they can, they can all really rap mm-hmm. and producers, producers can all really make beats, you know, like, Abang Sapao is great too, mm-hmm. man. Like, you know, so Fox is incredible. Fox, yeah. I mean, I think Fox has moved past hip hop. Fox is just it's transcendent. Just a music god. And that's yeah. music, just music uh you know, turn out on the top there. They're just doing whatever <laughs> he wants. He can play piano, you know, and all yep. this stuff. Yep. And I but I feel like our band scene is dope though. Mm. Like, yo, do I what's crazy was that I shared a subsonic iPods. And one of my producers from uh, Texas, he was like, yo, Subsonic Eye is Singaporean? I've been listening to them for a long time. I'm like, yo, that's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know that yep. they're really good. And like- But things are changing. Do you, do you feel that things are changing? Things are on the up and up. For- For just recognition of like local acts or yeah. like acts that, that originated from Singapore. Like it's it's getting more and more recognized. Yeah, like, like bands are touring. I think Forrest was touring. Yeah. Like bands are actually reaching like Korea, Japan. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, is that Eula? Is it Eula? Her name? Eula? Y-E-U-L-E? Yeah. In yeah. LA, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So boom, big stuff, crazy. Yep. Yeah. And best thing is that they're not even considering us, uh, they're not even specific. Oh, Worm Rot too, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, they're not saying like Singaporean band. It's just- Band. Band. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I, I, one thing that irked me about 
I was uh, I, when I was featured on Bandcamp, and they was putting the, the it's like Singaporean. I felt it was not needed, like because I see everybody else that was was like shared right, and it was like it was French or something. They wouldn't say French; they would just say like DJ or something, or it was like Canada, Canadian. Mine was like Singaporean hip hop. Yep. Hip hop producer slash oh yeah yeah well now nah, that's just me oh being picky but yeah I'm glad yeah that yeah I think to reach that point where your country doesn't define you yeah mm-hmm. that's 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 the that's when you know it's good you like yeah. hopefully we we'll get there yeah we will we will for sure I think we're gonna get there so to to close out this conversation I want to reflect the point uh, you made about uh artists and finding themselves. Yeah. right back to you so would you say that you have f- you know who you are when you're performing like is Mary Sue like a persona that you embody in, in these songs and these albums like how, mm. how, how would you answer that yeah in terms of like do you know who you are let's say when you're writing music when you're creating yeah yeah, yeah I think uh, I think that's my biggest plus point I think I know I, un- I understand fully what is my sound mm-hmm. what is what ticks and what what makes sense like and what i want to do i i 100% know i have no question that i would be doing anything making any other type of music mm-hmm. you know and i know that i know mary sue is just like it's just it's just another name for myself i i'm i'm really just being myself i'm like mm-hmm. being if if anything mary sue is more true to myself than whoever i am outside of that mm-hmm. I'm more honest in that one than outside. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think everybody just has to just find it. Maybe it doesn't really have to be about being yourself. It has to be just knowing exactly what you want. I don't. I don't think Bigor is not himself, right? He's he's playing. He's playing a character. Yeah, he's playing a character. So he knows exactly that, and he he goes for it. So if you want to, yeah, just know what you want to do and just go for it. I feel like that's the key. Yeah. Do you think it's about acknowledging what you might be bad at as well? Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. Like knowing what 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 works for. I feel like the the that eureka moment for every performing artist or especially rapper is finding out that voice, what your voice suits, um, what texture fits your voice, what what kind of beat fits your mm. voice, you know. So like once you find that it's like that's game over for that's that's i mean that's that's all good that's that's you're ready to go you know once you find how because that shit is natural is is god-given right Mm -hmm. you can't change how your voice sounds unless yeah yep (laughs) you do some surgery (laughs) yeah but yeah that's it yeah just find your voice inside and out and i think that's all yep yeah to close out the conversation i have two more questions um first one is what does growth look like to you growth yeah personally yeah personal growth yeah personal growth as an artist what does it look like yeah okay is it doing more albums is it performing bigger stages is it doing collabs yeah personal growth getting three million no um i don't think they will pay a lot (laughs) (laughs) i I mean uh i feel it's developing my sound reaching that i really want to push this sound that i'm in right now Mm -hmm. because now I feel like everything I've released at this point, released to this point, is still a borrowing. It's still very close to what has uh, what is already been put out, mm. and that's okay. But 
I really want to find that push this genre a little bit. Let me have that subgenre. Mm. I feel like that's my biggest way to that's my 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 form of success and having people appreciate that, seeing people maybe make versions of it, that that's going to be my ultimate goal. Just pushing it a little bit further. Yeah. See how raw we can get with this, you know. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. So my last question to you is what has music taught you about yourself? Ooh. Uh music has taught me I am not a perfectionist. Did yeah, you I, think you were? No, actually I never know. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean uh music has taught uh, music has music didn't music doesn't teach me anything. It just reveals to me what I wanted to reveal to myself anyway. You know, mm. it's like Yeah, cuz the music is just my thoughts and it's just it just reveals what I want to say what I want to say but I never had the guts to say or I never had the people to say it to mm. the music is that the people is the, you know it's the canvas yeah there you it's beautiful yeah <laughs> thank you before we end um is there anything else you would like to talk about mm. No, I'm okay. You're good? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Any more questions? I'm good. So where can people find you online? Um, uh, where can people tune in to your uh, tracks? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm on IG at Sweet Mary Sue. Um, and you can just, you can find me on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Um, most of my music is on SoundCloud, like even like rough cuts and shit like that. So Yeah. Just yeah, whatever floats your boat. You know? Do the different platforms have a different flavor to them? Yeah, um, Spotify, Apple Music. Okay, now I'll, I'll start with the other ones. For Bandcamp is like my perfect shit. Like mm. those, I would not touch. Those are like as it is. Yep. You know, it is what it is. Is polished and stuff like that. Everything I want. Um, um, SoundCloud is just spam oh it's just i'm just shooting just if i boom I, I might delete a track like five days after this and all the yeah i just go for it and then i you can hear like me go on benders and shit there yeah <laughs> that's soundcloud yeah spotify apple music is just Bandcamp. just bank i always post soundcloud and Bandcamp first because mm. i want most people to listen on there yep then maybe like five two or three weeks after that i'll just put up on so it's not as streaming. important but the band camp is the one that you really yeah, want yeah i want that i want i want that band camp clout like um mm. uh apple music spotify yeah it just comes after for anybody who maybe don't use Bandcamp or yeah. just whoever just finds me randomly yeah yeah that's for that's for them yeah and yeah you can check it out there and it's all good does the band camp clout feel different the <laughs> spotify cloud. and apple band camp clout is it hits different it hits different because Man, you feel like you really know every single person that listens to you. That's crazy. Cause they all physically, you know, they they all physically gave something. Like, I mean, I mean, not like they pay money for it, right? Ah, okay. You know, yeah. like, and then you you see their names pop mm. pop up, and then they can leave comments and stuff. They like can that, leave right? comments, and yeah. like, it's just a much more personal way of interacting with. I yeah, just like I'm a, I'm the biggest Bandcamp supporter. Uh, yeah, anybody. Just switch to Bandcamp, dude. <laughs> streaming, streaming, gotta die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you for thank you for inviting me. This is dope. I'm a big fan of Tell Your Children. They're the best. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Please sample that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Can I get you some more water? Oh, yeah. Can I have one? Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.